Hey everyone, welcome to episode 102 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Greg, minus the Andy this week. Man, we're dropping like flies around here. We are. <laughs> Pretty soon it's just going to be Randy and Greg. Oh, wait a minute. It's already just it's Randy just, and Greg. It is just us. Pretty soon it's just going to be Randy, I'm pretty sure. Two weeks in a row, though, I just want to point out, two weeks in a row, I have not done my little timer thing. I've. Would you like to? No. I figure triple digits, I'm going to turn a new leaf. Oh. So. I know. And last week, it wasn't until we actually, I started the editing process, and I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss the opening of the... It was a conscious decision to not. Was it really? I'm maturing. You are. Yeah. Looks good on you. Thank you. <laughs> Comes along with a new haircut. Yeah, well, that's true. You're turning over a new do and a new leaf and exactly new sound effects yes. or lack thereof. Or lack of. All right. Well, this week we are doing our best to be humble, right? And self-confident all in the same episode. Yeah, good times. Good times. This is probably easier than you think to be humble because, well, we realize who we are. But the challenge, as you will find, is to find that balance with being self-confident as a companion personality. So wish us luck and we'll wish you luck on the backside. Before we begin, usually we go back. We're not going to do that because this week we have a special announcement. Tammy sent me an email and said, hey, can you add this to the podcast and get this out there sooner versus later? And I said, sure, I can do that. So Jeff's coming back from sabbatical early. <laughs> no, and no. Everybody call Jeff right now. <laughs> call Jeff. Call the church office. Get the phone number. Um, this is the... <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> oh, goodness. <Sorry. clears throat> All right, here we go. On June 2nd, which is the final installment of this current series of Proverbs, Andy will spend a bit of time during that message for a brief 10-minute or so Q&A. This will be recapping the previous messages that we will have gone through by that point, and we would encourage your questions and feedback from the series and what you find that morning. You can submit your questions in the FHC mobile app. So for any of you who know someone that hasn't downloaded yet, this is a good time to invite them to do that. And you can go on the app by using the Proverbs Q&A tab link. That's going to be on the main FHC tab. And of course, as always, you can send a text message to 407-965-1607 or an email to podcast at hospitalchurch.org. So this week or last week, this week for us, last week for the message, humility brings wisdom. All right. But I'd like to start with, I absolutely appreciated your transparency in this week's message. Really too often we engage each other as Christians through our self-made masks of righteousness in hopes that our brokenness somehow will remain in hiding. So thank you for putting yourself out there, for being vulnerable. But let's start with defining what those nuggets and gems of wisdom contained within the biblical book of Proverbs are and what they are not, because this seems crucial in how we approach this subject today and ongoing. My first kind of like foundational point that, you know, I talked to the congregation about is that Proverbs are general truths. They're not absolutes. Mm. So, you know, when you start looking at Proverbs as things that you can use to ultimately rule your life, <laughs> you've got a problem. Uh, like I said, you know, sometimes practice doesn't always make perfect and sometimes you can be too late. And sometimes pride doesn't always lead to disgrace as Proverbs eleven two says, and this, I'm not saying the Bible is wrong. The Bible never intended for those things to be taken as oh, absolute truths. Because for those of you watching at home, <laughs> you can see my eyebrows raised because uh, exactly where was this proverb from exactly there, Greg? We out here dripping in finesse. It don't make no sense. <laughs> out here dripping in finesse. You know it. You know it. Yes, that, so, that was uh, 
that was just an opportunity to show that the use of literary techniques, <laughs> uh, poetic tools to get a point across is found everywhere. And I think too often, you know, we look at, oh, well, okay, that might have worked then. That's for a different time. You know, we're beyond that. We've moved beyond those. You know, some people say they're simple. Some people say that they just don't apply anymore. Hmm. But the reality is, is that we see those same poetic tools in, you know, the two of the songs that I quoted from are in the like the top 10 or top 40, I can't remember, you know, on the billboard. So it's like those things are everywhere and it's all around us. Who was that, by the way? Finesse was uh, Bruno Mars. Really? Okay. Well, yes. I'm, you know, I'm probably the last person anyone would ask <laughs> about well, popular music. The truth is I actually texted several of my high school students <laughs> and was like, yo, what are some non-Christian <laughs> songs that you or your friends are listening to right now? All right, but now that was a little diversion for yes. humor. But now okay. we're going to get back to the eyebrow raise. Yes. Because, Greg, you said when these proverbs were written and collected, they were never intended to be absolutes. Mm-hmm. The understanding that we have about proverbs today, that they are general truths, is the same understanding that they had thousands of years ago. Now, in full disclosure, I'm no Bible scholar, mm-hmm. but this sounds a bit like some midway entry point to the slippery slope. I mean <laughs> – how can something that is a general truth be, as you put it, a big deal? Oh, so the the point about Proverbs being a big deal. Yeah, it's a, but if it's a big deal, but this is, you know, these are just general, you know, whatever. Well, <laughs> general truths in regards to the majority of the time, they are true. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to do that with a straight face and I, just, <laughs> you couldn't, I, I couldn't finish it off. But well, So, I mean, and that's a... Yes. <laughs> Thanks. So many things. Like the reality is the Bible is a book or is a collection of a lot of different types of literature, right? So we've got poetry, we've got hmm. prose, we've got proverbs, we've got narrative, we've got records. You know, when you look, when you go through chronicles and stuff like that, like they're yeah. literally just court records. We've got prophecy. We've got, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that we have, epistles, you know, so we have letters that were penned. And it's all collected in this book. And when, you know, sometimes people try to make the Bible a science book and it Mm. wasn't intended to tell scientifically how different things happen in the world. Like it's meant to tell the story of God and his interaction with it. And what we learn about God from the book of Proverbs is that this is the introduction to, to Proverbs 11 says that, you know, for those first 21 verses of Proverbs 11, these are the things that God abhors or detests or hates, depending on what version of the Bible you have. Yeah. And so it's like we we start to understand who God is and what he wants for us in our life, you know, as we do this. Because the reality is that sometimes, like I said, you know, pride doesn't lead to disgrace because there's plenty of people who are very prideful and very successful and very revered. Sometimes sure. it's a truth that maybe we don't know about them, right? It's like they're kind of secret truth. Other times it's like, yo, this dude's pretty prideful and it's like super obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, nobody tells him or he just doesn't care when people do tell him, right? So like they are general truths and that the majority of the time that's the way that it happens. But we learn more about who God is as, as it's laid out in there. That like these are the things that he's against. Hmm. I guess we all know that. There's these different writing styles contained within the Bible, but sometimes I think, like you said, we read it and just go, well, somehow this is, this is God's holy word. Mm-hmm. So we look at it with that. And not that we shouldn't, but at, there's sometimes where the Proverbs, like you said, is just a, hey, this is kind of common sense. 
and you can apply it with common sense as needed. So sometimes the situation calls for, yeah, that's probably pretty good advice. And for this one, eh, you know, maybe, maybe it doesn't quite apply, but maybe just overall it's good knowledge. Because I've always thought of it, the Proverbs as a supporter of the Ten Commandments. You know, the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. are kind of set in stone. <laughs> And well played. Thank you. Well played. Uh, and then these are kind of almost like a hey, if you got if you got a kind of a grasp on the ten, these are probably good ways that in most cases will apply to help you live a better, more meaningful life pointed towards God and how He really wants you to live. So yeah, I can I can get the generals off of that. How do we make that transition? We kind of transition from that and deciphering what the proverbs were and are and what they're not into this whole humility versus low self-esteem, because I think a lot of people resonate, the people that I've already talked to that listened to the message and mm-hmm. were like, whoa, Greg was up there just leaving it all out on the table and you were at the table. So at the table, yeah. At the table. And at the end of the day, I, I just, the question that keeps coming to me is like, why do we feel it necessary or where in our world have we found it to be true that humility equals resorting to this low self-esteem model of looking at ourselves and presenting ourselves in a lot of cases to other people, you know, or even using extreme self-deprecation masked as humor to put ourselves down, but Oh, we're not, we're just kidding. We're not, not really serious about that. We're just being funny, but yet there's a portion of us that really holds onto that and we'll just beat ourselves down. Mm. Like, where does this come from to really understand how we need to have a, a grasp on it? Cause like when you're sharing your journey, of, oh, makes me cringe to say that I'm a good dad. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I mean, we've never gone out and had coffee and talked for hours and hours, or I've never been to your house, you've never been to my house, but I would consider you one of my friends. Yeah. And I, I would consider have, you a friend. Thanks. Yeah. And I would have never guessed, though, that this would have been a struggle that you've been dealing with because you see, you come to church, see your family. See your little boy, and he just loves his daddy so much. He's follow, you know, he follows you around. He acts like you. He mimics you, mm-hmm. and he obviously just thinks the world of his dad. And so, you almost project that onto you and say, "Well, Greg's a, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. I mean, his you know clearly." So that just caught me by surprise, and I really felt like, how many people do we see each week mm. that have this same issue that we go, ah, "Look at them." It's a great family. They're, they're perfect. I wish I was like that. Yeah, or yeah, there's things about to be like, man, I wish wish my family was like that. Not that there's anything wrong with your family. I think that was the point, that there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your family yeah. in the way that you guys interact. But yet this is a personal struggle that really is a challenge. What have you found like to be the biggest part in overcoming this personally? Well, I mean, I'm still working through it. And that was, you yeah. know, that was one of the things that was just really interesting being asked to preach this this weekend is like i've been on this period of self-discovery for the last little bit and it's like this really kind of came to a head like whoa and now i've got to preach about this so i'm still on the journey um it's still you know it still is is a journey that's not complete and i hope that you know one of the reasons that i just kind of shared where i was at and the transition you know you talk about how do we get from talking about you know, the book of Proverbs and all of a sudden this self-contempt. Yeah. And it was really in trying to, you know, set the stage. Because I think too often, you know, if you read the Bible literally, if you read that passage literally, then if you're prideful, you'll be disgraced, right? Sure. And if you're humble, you'll get wisdom. Well, I would consider myself a fairly humble guy, right? Because mm-hmm. again, my idea of humility was I'm dumb and, you know, I'm stupid, I'm not that smart, whatever, I was putting myself down. 
So I would consider myself, I, I guess, humble, or I was trying to be humble, but I didn't feel any smarter. And I think what happens is we just say, well, I was doing what the Bible told me to do, and I've not seen it to be true in my life. And so I just wanted to make mm. sure that like, we had yeah. like that idea that this is not an absolute truth. And to move forward and into this idea then of trying to understand what humility is so that we took that truth of, okay, I need to recognize that I can still be humble and maybe still have wisdom to learn and that other people can, or myself, can be prideful and that it may not lead to disgrace, but it's a slippery road. So then what do we do then with this idea of pride and humility? And, you know, part of the challenge is that you only have so much time in a sermon. <laughs> uh, maybe it could have been a two or three parter yeah. um, to, to really work to understand that humility brings wisdom. Because I really didn't talk a whole lot about wisdom. I mean, really, I focused in on this idea of what it means to be humble because I, I realized how grotesque a definition of humility I had as a result of writing the sermon, that it is not at all like mm. what God is talking about, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, I like that, though, because a lot of times we get hooked up, like you said, on a passage or something we read or something we hear somebody else say, and maybe that's an interpretation that works for them. Somehow they've got that down in you know, their life that works. It speaks to them, and they've adjusted accordingly, and it's between them and God, and, it, and it's working. But if you miss out, like you said, on this whole humility definition and you're doing it all wrong and then you realize what a struggle you're in, it's like how much time and energy and resources and Bible study are you wasting trying to solve a problem that you haven't even defined correctly? I mean, that's yeah. like the almost a definition of insanity. We're just going to keep doing this over keep and over again. Over and, over again. and we're never going to come to a resolution and be like, God, <laughs> I've been praying about this and I haven't heard anything happening. Yeah. The first time that I knew that I needed to listen to the message right away, which I did, because Heather was like, oh, you missed a great sermon. Greg's sermon. And she's like, I had to go talk to him afterwards. And she's – I, I had a great – I had a great conversation with Heather after service. Yeah, and she was just really moved by the message. And you had mentioned that people had already been sending text messages, emails. Maybe uh, some people came up to you between services. Mm -hmm. So anything that you could share with us that people were feeling or they were finding out or they were realizing about themselves – after hearing the message. Yeah, I had several people, you know, just kind of share, hey, that's my experience. You know, those are the things that I struggle with. I had someone who sent me an email saying that and and shared um, this thing called Positive Intelligence. Okay. I think it's just positiveintelligence.com. And they have a profile, okay. a personality type profile oh. that you fill out, ask you some questions. And I actually did it between services. I had gone up to my office to just kind of <laughs> read over right. my notes and just kind of think and pray a little bit. And I happened to just you know, I got the notification and, and I looked at it and and I took it, you know, and it was interesting even in that of like, oh, I still got some more work to do uh, looking at kind of some of the results that I got. But that was really interesting. And I think it just, there's sometimes where like I preach a message, people are very thankful, like, hey, you know, like, thanks. And I'm very thankful for that, you know, yeah. that, that it's able to resonate. But then there's some other times where like I'll preach something and like something will just like strike a chord. It, sure. it resonates with people and there's times where I'm not even prepared for the yeah. response. Mm -hmm. And this was definitely one of those things. And it was interesting. One of the things I consistently heard was my vulnerability and my candor, which, I mean, I guess maybe there's part of it that I didn't, I don't want to say that I didn't think I was being vulnerable, but at the same time, it was kind of like, it's just kind of my story, sure, you know, and, and just kind of where I'm at. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and, <laughs> and it's getting easier to just share that kind of stuff, but 
I didn't go into, you know, in depth about it, but even just mentioning that I was working on it with my counselor. I mean, there's such a huge stigma about counseling and sure, of course. And, and all that goes into that. You know, sometimes I'll be talking with someone and, and I'll say, oh, well, have you ever, you know, considered counseling? And they'll be like, well, it's not oh, that bad. No, 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 I'm no, like, no. Why, <laughs> why, you know, and so we just have this thing, like, if you need counseling, it must be really bad. Yeah, Instead let's not of wait till like, we get to the point of like, this is life yeah. and death before we decide we're going to go get some help like, if that's what's needed. I would want someone's response to be like, oh, it's fairly good. To be like, maybe I should get some counseling. Yeah, yeah. Because instead of being great, it's fairly good. I just need someone to get me over the hump. I think I've got it pretty well in hand, but I just need a little yeah. help getting over the top. So that was, you know, that was the thing of just the response that I got from people was like, wow. And again, it's like one of those things like you never know. You know, I don't know. There's sometimes people who plan some or try to make like viral videos and stuff like that. That's not, you know, I just, <laughs> I was just studying the passage and just trying to figure out how to be a good steward of the word. And I think that's a God thing. It really has nothing to do with me, but it's just always. It's humbling in itself. Yeah. It's humbling. And it's just like awe-inspiring. Like I I don't have, like I I paused there for a long time because I don't have the words to describe it. And it's like, wow, like that really resonated with people. And so I think it's just evidence that God is working in their life. It has less to do, it has nothing to do with me. And I think everything to do with how God is working in in my life and the lives of other people in the community that we've, you know, chosen to worship in. We are officially out of time, but Greg, I'm also going to ask you to send me that link to that little test you took yeah. in, uh, in between services. And if you're uh, listening to the podcast in iTunes, just swipe up and it'll be in the show notes. It'll be a link you can click in to go and take that test. Would love to hear how that works out for you. And this week we have our first ever FHC takeaways combo. Given how this subject matter has impacted people, the two takeaways we have are, on a continuum of unhealthy pride to low self-esteem, where do you land? <laughs> Ouch. Take that little test, swipe up, press the link, take the test, see if you got some work to do. And two, if you were to ask coworkers, close friends, or family for feedback, what do you think you'd hear? Ouch. Ouch. Double ouch. Ouch. That, that, Why ouch? Because I don't want to know sometimes what might come out of their mouths is what they would – I don't know. Sometimes I think Dude, it might be what so- like to hear. I know we're totally out of time, but yeah. just hang with me, listeners. Yeah. The Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, at some point in the last year, I can't remember exactly when, but he did a two-part podcast on giving and receiving feedback. I and mean, it was actually the impetus for my decision to work with my team to ask them for feedback. And it's, right. it's phenomenal. And I think for you, Randy, it may change a little bit the way you think about <laughs> what you know what people would say but it's yeah. it's really great it's a two-parter I mean, i'm good at taking criticism but you know it depends on who but you're see, working with feedback doesn't necessarily have to be criticism though yeah i probably deal with the criticism better than i deal with the other with a the, praise with, with praise or yeah I, a lot of times i'm just like eh, oh man what? i wish we had a counselor here i know if only how does that make you feel randy <laughs> We are about to start a counseling session, I believe. Uh, Randy's like, we are out of time. Yeah, out of Abort. time. Tom, hit the end button. We've got nothing left. <laughs> That's it. So if you actually, if you would send me the link to those podcasts, I will also oh, yeah. put those in the show notes. Now, don't forget that by June 2nd, we would like to have any feedback you've had today, next week, on June 2nd, all on the Proverbs here. We would like to have your feedback, so you can send those to 407-965-1607 as a text message and or a voicemail, or send your responses to podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And if you want to take a stab at those takeaways combo and tell me how you'd feel, you can also remain anonymous, and we would read your 
answers next week or as part of the Q&A. We'll decide on how to do that later. So as we wrap up, as we're finally completely, totally past time, the final thoughts are from the closing to Greg's message where he said, I don't know your struggle or your journey, and I don't know whether you struggle with self-contempt, unhealthy pride, or neither. Here's what I do know. God loves you, and God wants you to love yourself and others in the same way that he loves you. Upcoming this week, it's going to be Andy with part, what is this, two, three? Part two. Part two. Yeah, yeah this was the first one. Why did I think it was two? I don't know. But anyway, it'll be- It was so good. It was so good. It took up two spots, two weekends. Well, actually, it dragged on for so long. Well, <laughs> I thought there had to have been at least two, oh, maybe more. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> either way, we're out of time, and that will do it for this week. So thank you to Tom and uh, Keith for keeping us, well, something, keeping us sounding good as you can, and, and for Greg. Definitely and, not for keeping us on time. I'm not for keeping us on <laughs> You're going to have to give him flashcards next week to hold up when we're out of time. That's why we have a timer. Anyway, join us again next Wednesday for episode 103. Thanks for listening and have a great week.